air up there When I feel so clear I've been in another gear Yeah, I've been in another gear I can feel the air up there When I feel so clear I've been in another gear Yeah, yeah I've been in another gear yeah. I've been on another way About to blast off for days Damn, they don't even uh -oh. know my face Man, look, dog. Uh, 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 let me fade the music out because they always say I leave the music playing in the background. Look, go ahead. Let it look, go dog. Ahead. Look, dog. So I'm sitting up on a nice, what is it, a Monday night? You know what I'm saying? I'm scrolling the timeline. I see a Wolves graphic pop up with James Harden. I'm like, oh, shit, James Harden got traded. So I put it in both of the group chats. We are, you know, saying whatever, you know, making our comments, whatever, but there's no details of the trade at this point in time. I actually need to text Dan, wake up. Actually, I'm going to text Dan, wake up. Tell her, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Send, tell him wake up and send him hnbmedia.com and say, since you always love to say we don't talk about the Clippers, wake your fat ass up and come watch this motherfucking show. Since you always motherfucking hate, wake your ass up. Dan, wake up. Motherfucker. Wake your motherfucking ass up, Dan. Wake up, Dan. Dan, wake up. Get your ass up. Here we go. Harden is uh hold on, let me see. There we go. All right. So Harden finally trade. we had the details of the, uh, uh, the, yeah. uh, the finally we had a full details of the trade. Um you gonna put them on the screen or should I read them? Okay, no, they're, go they're ahead, right they're right there. So yeah, the Sixers are acquiring Marcus Boys, Nick Batum, Robert Coven, Robert Covington, Kenya Martin Jr., multiple draft picks. I think it's they're sitting in their 2028 first round pick unprotected. I think two um Two um second round picks, and then I think I think the somebody has Phillies, um, somebody has an additional Philly first round pick that they're also sending to Philadelphia. Who the hell is is Philip? I have Puchus. no idea. I've Puchus. never heard of that man. Petrusev. I've never heard of that man. He must be a rookie or something. Gotta be. And James and we and not and not only do we have James Harden coming to L.A., we have P.J. Tucker coming to L.A. Which is, I think, probably one of the more underrated parts about this deal. They got somebody else. What did Lawrence Frank do to that man at the damn negotiating table? Now, granted, I think P.J. Tucker does have two years left on his deal. And maybe Maury try, wanted to try to get rid of him because obviously you got to sign back Maxi. Maybe you want to have some um, freedom um, this summer. Like, I think pretty much all of these guys are on one-year deals, if I'm not mistaken. Like, Marcus Morris has a team option that you can decline. I think Rocco runs out. Nick Batum said he's about to retire. So you do have a whole bunch of um, expiring contracts. You do get a Clippers pick in 2028. Uh, so I get it from that standpoint. But Jesus, they got fleeced. Uh, I, uh, you know, before we started the show, you want to you wanna talk about why you want to say that first and then I can rebut so that way people won't say I'm interrupting you or you interrupting me? Okay. The, okay. The reason Go why ahead. I think they got fleeced is because – and, and granted, 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 I want to preface this by saying, even with the pieces that they got, I still think the six. Even when I was I watched the Sixers play the Bucks the other day, then I watched some of the when they played the Raptors the um other day. I'm like, yo, you have to do something. You have to bring the Harden situation to a resolve because if he shows up and he's not 100 percent locked in, 
you're taking the season. You still have a Joel Embiid. Like Joel Embiid had 35, 15, 7, 5, and 6 the other night. So you still have a prime Joel Embiid who may, again, be the MVP of the league this year. You, uh, your, your, uh, Mike is beauty. The first thing you should have mentioned was that he's the MVP of the league. Like, with all due respect. Yeah. He is the MVP, MVP of the, the actual MVP, MVP of the league. league. You have the you have the MVP of the league. You have Terrence Maxey, who I think could take an all-star leap this season. You have Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. You have to try to make a push for it. Like there's no reason when I look at when when I when I look at the Sixers, there's no reason why they can't end up in the college finals this year. I don't I I don't think that the other Two teams, we talk about Boston and Milwaukee. And yes, I think those are, in theory, the two best teams in the East. But I don't think that they're just like head and shoulders completely. Philadelphia can't compete. So, again, I understand, you know, the Marcus Morris pickup. Marcus Morris is the guy who did get traded in the offseason. Also, you know, me and you have been talking about it's been like it's been like Marcus Morris had to had to uh, fucking franchise secrets for years. I've been wanting them to get rid of this four forward lineup, three, three, three forward lineup for years. Um, yeah, you have. No, no, look like um like one of the fans of, on my on my show two for one when they was talking about how Darvin Ham kept playing Patrick Beverly in them three guard lineups. He was like, he was like, what does Patrick Beverly have on Darvin Ham? What are they having sex? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Gee, I, and obviously I'm joking in regards to that, but still. Marcus Morris had the franchise secrets because I don't know how he survived this long. So you do get Marcus Morris, who's still a guy I think he could play. Obviously, he can come in defend. You have Nick Batum, who again, it's his, he said he wanted to be make make this his last year, but he can still play defense. You have Robert Covington, obviously, you know, Roko has been on for his defense three point shooting you do get Kenya martin jr a young athletic guy and you do get a first round pick the clippers pick in 2028 which what what is it right now 2024 we don't know how the clippers might look in 2028 they might be god awful in 2028 like awful so that might be one of the most valuable picks in the league that you do acquire so i don't want to say that you completely got fleeced i just feel like you probably could have got back terrence man or maybe you could have got back norman powell but at the same time philly does have a championship head coach they do have Nick Nurse. I'm going to assume that he was consulted up on this decision. And also, just looking at um, they're waving Danny Green in the extra roster spot. Okay, sorry, Danny Green, for you getting waved. My brother, it might have been real on your NBA career. But you do have a really good podcast, and you are uh, um, 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 good with commentary. So I feel like you can make some money there. And also a multiple-time champion. And a multiple-time champion. You had a great basketball career for somebody who was a second-round pick. Shout out North Carolina. Having said that, I would like to assume Nick Nurse was consulted upon this. And if you look at what Nick Nurse did with the Raptors, dare I say that I don't want to say this team is similar, but dare I say it just as, just from like a length aspect, dare I say that this team kind of could maybe resemble what he won with in Philly, not not in Philly, but in um Toronto. Just from a left ass, like even just you know getting Rocco, you do have Kelly Oubre as far as like the uh, the uh, size of your wings. You do have Kelly Oubre. You have Shake Buildings on the wing, but he's a guard, long arms. Um, Kenya Martin Jr. after the guy can play some defense. Nick Batum. Just looking at the switchability of your wings, you also have Paul Reed. I think you still can go what eight nine deep. You have all veterans, and again, if it doesn't work, all these guys' contract runs out in a in the um, summer. You can pay Maxi and you can go get something else. But if you are Joel Embiid, are you happy about this? At the same time, you did win an MVP with James Harden. 
So are you happy about this? Uh, and you can respond to it from your point of view when it comes to the uh, Philly and why you think it's not a bad trade for them. So actually looking at this trade and looking at not only Joel Embiid's numbers. Um, hold on. One, let me just double check. Let me double check my, my fact real quick. Um, who the hell was on this damn team? Hold on real quick. I got one. one. How long James Harden been there? Two, basically two years. Uh, he been there actually since the twenty. No, he came last year, I think. No, 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 he came two years ago. Wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. So wait a minute. He... The twenty twenty two season. Okay, so he's not on this team. Okay, so that means that before James Harden joined that team, Joel Embiid averaged twenty eight point five. Last year he averaged, but and with Harden he averaged thirty both years. So to me. He got better with Harden, obviously, because Harden is one of the top five passers to me to ever play basketball. I would put Chris Paul in that conversation. I would put LeBron in that conversation. Um, I would I would put Harden in that conversation. And then, obviously, you got to put John Stockton in that conversation. You ain't going to say um, Magic Johnson? And, and, and Magic, too. But if I put Magic in there, then I got to take LeBron out. So you tell me who you want to. take Harden out. No. Because Harden is a better passer to me than LeBron. I disagree with that. Yeah, you're a liar. I disagree with that. You're a liar. I disagree with that. I I disagree with you disagreeing with that. I think that Harden just has the ball. I don't. I I I think Harden's passing stats, although he's a great passer, are a little bit inflated because he does have the ball all the damn time. Bro, he's averaged more than six assists for literally a decade. He's averaged yeah, again. More than, he's averaged more than ten assists for the past. Again, listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying. While still giving you more than 21 I'm just saying Harden has played on teams that have literally handed him the ball and say, do whatever. If you do that shit to some other players, they might yeah, have but to this I, too. But the thing that, but thing that, but the thing that I would say about that is during those years, he didn't average 10 assists. He's better passing Steve Nash. Uh, yeah. Okay, we we are going deep now. He's better passing Jokic. Yes. Okay, we're going deep now. Okay, how? How am I going deep? I just don't think he's a better passer than Harden's one of the greatest passers in the. I agree with you. I not that. I I'm not arguing that. Top five is a little bit crazy, but I'm not arguing that. Okay, well, fine. Top five of this generation, without a doubt. Okay. Because I know people gonna be mad at me that I ain't put the hardwood Houdini in there. So like, yeah, maybe not all time. Okay, I can agree with that. You got me on that one. But in terms of 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 the of the of the last twenty five years, he's definitely a top five passer. Okay. He damn okay. near is like like of the top of the top of the past twenty five years. It you you gonna have Steven Nash in that conversation. Um, you gonna have Russell Westbrook in that conversation because he's literally averaged ten assists damn near every year. You gonna have LeBron in that conversation. You gonna have Chris Paul in that conversation. And then who is the fifth person? To me, Jokic. I'm not upset at that, but I don't. But I don't agree with that. And there's other guys like Andre Miller. He's not a better passer than than Harden. I mean, all due respect, I I love Andre Miller. Andre Miller to me is a Hall of Famer. No, now his accolades don't say no. it. He's but he's he, okay. Okay, fine, fine. He's, he's, not a a, he's, he's a, in a he's in a hood Hall of Famer. He's in a he's okay. in a hood Hall of well, Fame. That's fine. But you you gone you gone too far. Gone too far. <laughs> but um. Okay, so my actual reaction to this trade is that the 76ers actually won this trade. Uh, if you look, I'm, I'm being honest, if you look at their depth before the trade, their starting lineup was Patrick Beverly, Maxi, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, MB with Melton, Daniel House, Kelly Oubre, 
Paul Reed off the bench and Danny Green and Mo Bamba. And they also had Kuz, I'm sorry, Kuz Maas in the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Cork Maas kind of in the way, I mean, in the wing. But none of those guys that I just named outside of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, to me, are bona fide starters or bona fide number three options in this league. So if I'm going from that perspective, I think what Nick Nurse is going to try to do is spread the floor, create the double team with Joel, and surround him with shooters. So I think instead of P.J. Tucker, now you have Nick Batum in that starting lineup. Um, I think that in, um, um, instead of – or honestly, I might, I might actually – me personally, I've been saying this for years. I think Tobias needs to play the four. I, I, would, move, I would actually move Tobias to the four. I will put Batum at the three, keep the lineup the way you got it, and tell Tyrese, all right, is 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 Joel's team and is your team. But like, so it's no there's no more competition for the ball for you. We want you to score, be fast, play defense, and make plays. And if you can do that, we can win a championship. Because even if you look at guy, and also like Marcus Morris, mad respect to Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris has always been extremely kind to me in person. And I'm not even bullshitting. During media day, he came up and tapped me on my back and told me that the question that I asked him was a good question. So it's no disrespect to him personally when I say this. But it's time. And it happens for everybody. Father time has caught up with him. And for the Clippers, you could say it was a rhythm thing or a shot distribution thing, but it really wasn't because when he was in the game, he wasn't making open shots. And he also wasn't playing great defense. To me personally, I believe that the year in which he got his extension, he played out of his mind. He was just coming from the Knicks, right? And, Bro, and, and right. I will never forget that he game. Was he was just coming from the audition for the Clippers and scored fucking 40. And the next day they traded for him. I will never forget that game. That was one of the best audition tapes of all time. Yes. So him coming off of that Knicks year, the Knicks have been horrible for two decades. So when we thinking about what he was doing there, and then you come on a team with Kawhi and PG, like, the, prop, the thing about Kawhi PG is you have to understand when you play with them that it's all of the other intangibles and little things that you can do around them that will help to make them successful. That's why a guy like Patrick Beverly was able to find success with them. And although Pat is not at the level of a player of Russell Westbrook, obviously, even Pat would say that himself, he still brought a level of, like, attitude, dedication, preparation for the game. He was intense, and he was the on-the-floor coach. Like, he was the guy that you see when they walk in the timeouts, talking to people, getting everybody up. So once he's gone, right, and now, as we've been talking about for years, they always have needed a true point guard. Now they have one with Russ. The thing that I like about Russ is Russ is doing the little things. He's not just jacking up shots. He's not taking a bunch of corner threes because he's not stuck in the corner all the time. He's actually able to play efficiently in their offense because he can focus on doing the other things. Like if you tell Russ, Russ, I need 15 rebounds from you this game and I need you to take five shots. Russ is going to be like, all right, I'm going to try to get 20 rebounds. And if I get 20, I, I might take a few extra. All right, cool. Go ahead. And he's going to attack the glass much more aggressively than Jaron Jackson Jr. would. 
and go and get you those rebounds. A lot of people tend to glass more PJ Tucker, yeah. you can say, yo, big fella, we don't need you to shoot this game. We just need Kawhi and PG to shoot. And we want to, and we're going to start Zubak, but after Zubak start, we're going to run a small five-man wing lineup, essentially, which is what they're going to run with, I mean, a four-wing or four wing lineup with Russ. And that's how you're going to finish the games now. So to me, like Marcus Morris leaving the Clippers was good for them. It was addition by subtraction, even though his contract said he was what he was. But it's not true. But for the 76ers, now you have, with Kelly Oubre off the bench, firepower. And even if you want to start Marcus Morris now, there is a huge difference between Visa Zubak and Joel Embiid defensively. So if you're Marcus Morris, now the like the level of ground, like Zoo don't move his feet that well. Embiid is all over the court. He's an athletic freak. When he play against Giannis, he always show up. He ball, he play defense, he be blocking the shit out of Giannis's shots. The Clippers don't have nobody like Joel Embiid. So if you Marcus Morris now, you playing with house money. If, if you coming off the bench, you and Kelly Oubre get in the game and y'all job is just to go get buckets. When you was on the Clippers, you usually is playing with PG or Kawhi when, when one of them is in a lineup because Ty Lue like to keep one of them in a the lineup for the most part. So you never really get the opportunity to go and get shots. So now if you the, if you the 76ers and also KJ Martin, I think KJ Martin is going to be a star one day. So to me, if I'm 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 not joking, I you think he no, I didn't say a superstar. I said a star. You got a lot a big, of faith. No, no, I think he could average 19, 20. So you think so you think he would be better than his uh, daddy? Huh? You think he'd be better than his daddy? No, his no, no, stop that. His father would I'm give you the question. No, but his father was a star. So you said he's gonna be a star. His father was a star, but no, he's not gonna be better than his daddy. His daddy was his daddy was a great player. I watched them games. I was just asking a question. No, his father was a great player to me. Whether it was in New Jersey or in Denver, he's not going to be a better player than his father. But in today's NBA, he could average 18, 19. Like Joel told me, Austin Reeves is going to average 20. You think like. Okay, 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 okay. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about that later. 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 But to me personally, Philadelphia won the trade because now you, number one, get rid of someone that is clearly toxic and doesn't want to be there. Someone that is aging and old and you have to account for his health. I'm sorry, his health. And although you got back some older veterans, you could swap either one of them top three names in that trade out with each person and and they and will plug right in. I think the biggest thing that they should have really tried to get was Terrence Mann or Norman Powell. But I'm not upset at them for not getting them because if you're Philadelphia, our thing with Joel is like, hey, when these guys roll off the cap, like our goal is still to win a championship. That's why we went and got seasoned veterans who are egoless, and and Marcus Morris just wants a chance to to show he can still play. So they're gonna want to help you be great, Joel. So and if they don't, and we don't win a championship, which our goal is still to win a championship, we have so much cap room in the future. Tell us who you want to play with, and just like the Bucks went to go get Dame Lillard for Giannis, we'll go get who you want for you. And I think to me. That is the much more valuable and attractive option for Joel and B than if you were to trade hard in any other destination where now you have to deal with another young guy who's going to come in because you tried to get equal value or you trade him somewhere stupid like the Bulls and get Alex Caruso. No disrespect to AC Fresh, but trading harder for Alex Caruso, Andre Drummond and Patrick Williams would have been way worse. So. 
like if you the Sixers, this is the best you could have gotten for what you could have gotten. The the Clippers made it very clear they weren't going to trade away Terrence Mann. And if I'm the 76ers, do I really want Norman Powell? The only reason I say Who no is he going to guard in the playoffs? Listen, two things. The only reason I say Covington and Batum can at least play defense. Can play in the playoffs. And Batum can theoretically play two through four for you. Covington can really play one through four depending on the lineup. And then Marcus Morris can guard most three fours and fives. He's not going to be able to do it for a long stretch of time, but he can at least switch between multiple positions. P.J. Tucker can't even get you a bucket, and much respect to him. But his inability to make shots really hurt them in the playoffs last year. And I don't care what anyone says. If I pass you the ball and you open and you swing it back around, that is a lost possession. So you can go ahead. I know I talked for a while. No, nah, I mean, no, nah, I mean, I feel you like, like I, 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 again, I think Hold that. Hold on, one, one sec. Got to keep the brand alive. Got to keep the brand alive. I think that. I think that I think that if you feel it, you definitely got better defensively. I mean, which and again, like like I said, if you look at Nick Nurse and just judging off his Toronto teams, we look at the Toronto teams. He had with Serge Ibaka, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Gasol on it when they won. Three of the best defenders of the era when they won. You had three people who won defense player of the year. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure Serge won it. I know Paul, Paul won it. Kawhi won it twice. You also had uh, Kyle Lowry, great defensive. Serge player. never won defensive player of the year. He never won it. No, he was just all defense. Okay, well, he's still all defensive level, one of the better defenders. You also had Danny Green, all defensive level. Like, when you look at this team, yeah, again. Yeah, he was all defense first team from 2012 to 2014, and he was the two-time block leader. Fair. Well, well, he was never defensive player of the year. Go ahead. I'm, well, I, I just no, that's fine. Got At his prime, he was still one of the better defenders in the NBA. Now, granted, like I said, Rocco, you know, he's getting up there in age, but he can still guard. I mean, we even saw, I mean, not to say Wimbiana is, but we even saw Roku affecting Wimbiana. He blocked a shot two nights ago. I don't think I've seen Wimby get his shot blocked since he's been in the league. Probably won't see it too often. He blocked a shot a couple nights ago. And if you Embiid, I think Embiid's have a real defensive player of the year type season. This season. And, and again, you're right. All of the thing about it is if it doesn't work, all of these guys fall off the cap. I think Morris is making... 17 million. Batum said he want to retire. I think Roko is getting like 10 million. You'll have like 30 to 35 million, maybe estimating. I don't have the books in front of me to spend on somebody this offseason. So you're talking me into it. The trade isn't as they got fleeced as um me just picking up the thing and looking at it. And again, they also probably have one of the more valuable picks um of the next 10 years is the 2028 Clippers pick because we have no idea what the Clippers will look like in 2028 zero idea what they will look like in 2028 all of them might not even be there in 2028 they might be a desolate franchise in 2028 by the way i saw the intuit dome yesterday beautiful fucking stadium i drove by it beautiful stadium just want to throw that out there um but yeah no i'm with you like you actually you actually you actually more so talked me into it um of how I, I, the the one thing i think about trades in this day and age, is I think general managers are getting better with at least having it be a win-win for both teams. I can't remember the last trade that I thought was just. Uh, like, I think that's the CBA. Whatever. I can't no, remember. I'm the being honest, like you, you've you've read, like you've not read the actual contract, but you, I remember when we when all the CBA talk was come was around. You were distinctly talking to me about how the NBA was trying to basically build a two-star team league.
because the teams was getting too top heavy. And if you look at the way the salary cap was structured, it wasn't going to be set up for you to be able to have three, four stars on your team. Even with the Clippers deals, right, that they have, like technically they have four stars, but really three of them are over the hill. And one of them is like meeting or walking toward the edge. He's like, God damn, the edge is right there. Russ is over the hill. Harden is over the hill. Kawhi is over the hill. And PG is like right next to the hill. Yes, without a doubt. I'm not mad at him. I'm just asking the question. No, without a doubt. He will never be what he was when he was what he was. That's fine. LeBron, like, this is the, this is the, and it's not to turn this into LeBron because we're going to talk about LeBron and Lakers in a minute. But this is the thing that I admire about LeBron. The challenge is never an obstacle for him. If he loses, he loses, which he's done a lot of. But when he wins, regardless of the obstacle, even when LeBron loses, you say, yo, LeBron still went out there and he gave it his all. He took that challenge with the exception of like the the last little stint at, in Cleveland. But at that point in time, if you and the owner don't get along, he calling you property. Basically, I feel you. Fuck y'all and his team. Dwight, go have fun versus Kobe. But LeBron even as he's gotten older, shows up and takes the challenge. Like, that's still my problem with AD. He don't show up and he don't take the challenge. Why is LeBron being the star tonight on opening night when you're playing against the Suns? Because like the team the, is put around LeBron. No, no, but the Suns don't have anyone in the interior. Go and annihilate Nurkic. The only, again, annihilate the only, Nurkic. Again, again, annihilate to, him. Again, not to turn it into a Lakers topic too early, but, but I do want to say this. Sometimes there's no one on the Clippers that can do what LeBron does, and that's my point. That's like, fair. like Kawhi can't just like command and be the guy to will them to win. Like he he did it once, one time, one time. He played well when he won Finals MVP versus the Heat, but he caught lightning in a bottle once. And I think that we've let we've let his accolades overshadow the fact that the Clippers went to the conference finals without him. They went without him. So why why should I be speaking to or about him as if he is like in still in the heat of his prime? He is on the he is at the end of his prime and looking that's also why he signed that extension. Because he want to get paid before he leave. Yeah, for sure. He got about four more years left. So, yeah, they might be trash in 2028 because Kawhi might retire. PG might be gone. Harden might be gone. Russ going to be retired. They all might be gone. Russ is definitely going to be gone. Russ is not They all might be gone. They all might be gone by 2028. But taking it from the Clippers standpoint, I love the trade for the Clippers. Reason I love the trade for the Clippers is number one, I've talked about this so much, even when we were talking about the Harden thing. I think you finally fixed some of the redundancy of your rosters. I think, in theory, having all six, eight wings sounded good. And then we kind of saw how it worked out when you know you had PG and Kawhi try to initiate offense. I don't think that's the thing for either of them. Like, even when you look at the way they play in this season, I think a lot of it is because Russ is getting them the ball in their spots. I don't see them dribbling at the, at the um, top of the key too much, trying to ISO and doing things that they aren't good. Like we said, they're not LeBron. LeBron can LeBron can initiate offense. That's not what PG and Kawhi are great at. So you take away some of the redundancy of your roster. Also, I think that James Harden plays more. I think James Harden will play more at a tempo that will match Russ. No, that will match 
PG and Kawhi, but I think Russ plays more at a tempo that can really match the bench. I think when Russ comes out there with the bench and with T-Man and Bones Highland and with Norman Powell um, and with uh, um, Mason Plumlee, it's not going to be on Tyler to figure this out, but I think that that lineup can really, really get up get up and down the court and run. I mean, so, he even, so do you think that they move Russ to the bench now? No. I think you start – no, because, number one, you finally have two guards. For the most part, they've never had two guards. They always had one of their wings playing in the um, backcourt, which is one of the reasons why I thought that they kept getting hurt. They had to do too much from too far out away from the basket. I actually believe in their ability to stay healthy now because they have to do less. Even when they're guarding, I don't think you'll see them going out there and guarding on the perimeter as much as you saw them guarding on the perimeter, or at least not Kawhi. Maybe you might see PG doing it. Maybe you might see one of them doing it. But I don't think you'll see that happening consistently all game as much as it was before. I don't think you'll see them doing it, and they'll be more in their spots. I think they'll have more spot-up um, opportunities. I think they won't have to pound the ball on the floor as much. I, I mean, you even seen it. They had, what, I think 15 dunks in one game, something like that, when they played, uh, who was it? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I have been working so much, I have watched, like, probably two hours of basketball. I've I mean, honestly just been watching Wimby games really late at night when I get home to just see what he looks like. And we could talk about him a little bit later, Fine. but people keep sending me messages when he struggles, and I'm like, LeBron, Le, no, but it's also like LeBron struggled early on too. He wasn't perfect every night. He wasn't. He wasn't. Ne neither was Luca. Neither was Kobe. Neither was Shaq. Neither was Kobe Michael minute. Jordan. Michael's kind of great immediately. Yeah, but he, was he wasn't. He wasn't great every night. He was kind of great every night. You no, know, he was a good. He was a great scorer. He was not okay. a great player That's every fair. night. Stop That's fucking lying. That's fair. Now you rewriting history. No, he no, he no, he no, he played. All right, like, then. Okay, then. He was right. he was getting buttoned. Man, average twenty six, okay, twenty seven. Yeah, he was, he was getting, getting buckets. Okay. He wasn't doing. He he was he was getting buckets and playing defense. He wasn't but, fucking with his team. We'll he talk. Wasn't, he wasn't fucking with his team. He was balling. We'll um, talk about that, but. All right, so but we're, 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 go ahead. We're, we're, real quick though, no, I think the lineup used to is Russ, James, um, uh, PG at the three, Kawhi at the four, and Zubak. Also, Zubak should super eat. He was eating with Russ, and you got hard now. Zubak it should super eat. I think Zubak could realistically average. It's not gonna happen. I don't know if he'll get the ball enough, but fourteen and ten. Yeah, easily. I mean, bro, if you can just catch. You're going to get some of the easest buckets of your entire life. Oh, he's going to get so many lobs now. That too. Like, gee, as, like, as long like, as you can like, just catch. No, no, no. Like, he will be what Clint Capella was for the Rockets without the athleticism. But but I will say this. Around the rim, Zubak has game. For like, sure. He can shoot the, he can yeah, shoot the sure. ball from 16 and in. Good he got touch. a nice hook post shot. He got a good touch. He can post you. He got it. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and 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 I think people have this misconception that Russ and Harden in Houston didn't work. When the no, season it worked, it worked no, no, very well. On. They just oh, it worked oh, wait, very wait, well. Wait, they wait, just went too they just went too small. No. And also Mike D'Antoni was playing six people. Not even that. When the season shut down, I think they were third in the West. We have to remember Russ came back with the COVID and then he had the leg injury. If the if that whole situation doesn't start, we don't know. So there's this misconception that they don't work. And also the wings that they had wasn't PG and Kawhi. Shout out Roko. I think it was Roko. Uh, I think they still had Trevor Reza and it was PJ Tucker. I think that's what the lineup was. That ain't PG and Kawhi. And you still got Tuck, who, again, yes, I think Tuck has maybe slipped somewhat defensively. 
obviously he's 37, 38 years old, but at the same time now you're playing as a Kawhi and Paul George. I don't even think we're asking you to 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 like if you play against the Suns, you're gonna throw Tuck on on KD because that's six fouls, but you're not expecting Tuck to go get KD the whole time. Whereas as opposed to with in, in, in other situations, you expected him to go get that guy the whole time. You aren't expecting him to do that now. So I think it's a win-win trade. And again, you kept Norman Powell and you kept Terrence Mann and you kept By Bones the way, Pollard. by the way, I I I I I did it. What? I won a debate. I'm glad I did that. Won what debate? The, the, the just who won the trade. Like the fact that you was like, I convinced you. I won a debate. I'm I'm actually think- I'm actually glad I did that because when I first looked at that and I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, they got fleece. But then once I actually looked at the depth chart, I was like, they didn't really get fleece. So I'm glad that you no, being sure. someone before we started this podcast, you told me that they got fleece. That was a li- that's literally what we're talking I about. Said yes. So I'm glad I won that I'm, I won that debate. Not but, in a negative way, like no, for sure. uh, in your face, but, but like, I think I'm glad both I teams did win the debate. Did as well as they could possibly do. Also for the Clippers, like you just they ha- had to build a health. I guarantee you, all four of them can't be hurt. Harden for the most part play every game, and again, I mean, Russ is never hurt. Exactly, and and again, they're moving to a new stadium. You have to sell that stadium. You can sell, come out and see Harden, Russ, PG, and Kawhi, all LA guys, to a fan base. Those are guys that you could put on, you know, you could drop a banner up there with Harden face on there, and people will come see that. Those are like names that people know. You have probably four of the top fifteen players of since 2010, most famous guys in the league on one team. So I think both teams win, and 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 I would be very interested to see how this works for the Clippers even go. Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting. But um, as I tweeted, this does not make this has not changed my mind at all about what I said before the season and what I said on the last happy hour. I don't care what they do; they got to show it to me. I, I like I, I I don't I don't care anymore. And I'm just oh, being they, no, no, I'm just being one hundred percent still. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, at, listen stop, stop, stop. As a media member, I enjoy the craft and I love covering basketball, but I have lost my vigor and my giving a fuck about if they're going to be champions or not, because we've been really we've been covering them for what five years now. Yep. Since Four of these five years, they have supposedly been contenders, and they have yet to show me that they are actually contenders. Even in the Western Conference Finals versus the Suns, Cam Buford, I was sitting right next to him. First half of the game, I said, if PG don't put up 30, they're going to lose. He said, oh, PG's going to play good. PG went was awful in that first half. He, he wasn't good. He, he came back a little bit in the second half, but he was terrible. Kawhi was hurt. And which I give PG credit for that season, but I don't believe in these guys no more. Like I want them to, I want them to do well because I want to cover a successful team is much better than covering a losing basketball team. But my belief in my like, oh yeah, they're gonna go to the finals, or oh yeah, this trade makes them better. Like I have to actually see it because there could very good and goddamn well be a playoffs where there is Russell, where the starting lineup is Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Norman Powell, 
PJ Tucker and Avisa Zubac. And we would both be so fucking hurt. They ain't gonna be hurt again, bro. They ain't gonna be hurt again, bro. I think they stay healthy. No, no, wait a minute. So in the words of the great Shaquille O'Neal, I'm familiar with your game. You can't fool me. I no, I'm familiar with this game. You cannot fool me. I will be there in the locker room. I will be covering the bass. I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will be there in the media room because they don't let you in the locker room no more. Asking them questions, watching the game with the purest of intensity. I missed the game yesterday because I was literally working. But even with that being said, I will be there in the building watching it. But if you ask me if I believe in them the same way I believed in them last year or the year before or when they first got Kawhi and PG, hell no. They got to show it to me. I don't I don't believe that they can do what they say they can do. So now they got to prove me wrong. So there's no. So the same way I always say this about LeBron, like, ah, I got to see it. Like, yeah, he, you, oh, LeBron, he going to win. Blah, blah, blah. I, let me see it. So Kawhi and PG, I need to see it. I need to see you. Back up the talk. I don't want to hear no more podcast, P podcasts about, yeah, I'm bringing the hunger back. Let me see it. The L- only like, thing- like, 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 let me see, let me see, let me see all four, let me see your whole starting line of play more than 70 games. Let me see that. The only thing that I hope doesn't happen is I hope we don't get into a situation where a lot of people just dribble. I don't think we'll see that. I think we'll have a little bit more camaraderie because, again, you didn't have somebody like Russ who could, who could get to the rim. Um, who still, I mean, shit, in the end, still one of the quickest players in and the um, league. Can I say and, one thing so, real quick? People, and 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 notice, like I see the people in the comments saying, talking about how I didn't mention Terrence Mann. I did that for a reason. Even if he, even if it's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Terrence Mann, P.J. Tucker, and Zubak, you're getting smoked. Oh, you're getting cooked. You're getting cooked. So if they're not healthy again, which if I was a betting man and I'm not, and I had $1,000 to just waste on some bullshit, I would draft to Las Vegas right now and put $1,000 on the Clippers to get eliminated in the first round. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen. continue. My bad. Again, I also think that this year they have, they have, they have just a more, more of an avenue to stay healthy. I don't think they have to do as much. And then also in, in the um, playoffs, you have you have people to offset the tweak. Like in theory, you you got some tweaksters to offset the tweak. But listen, in theory, G, all four of them can't tweak, bro. Have you not seen this man's tweak. team go uh, miss 27 straight threes? But listen, G, he wasn't out there. With, Tuck on that team? Russ wasn't there. Kawhi wasn't there. PG wasn't there. In theory, all of them can't tweak, bro. All of them can't tweak, G. One of them got to have a night, bro. If PG tweaking, hopefully Harden on him. Harden tweaking, hopefully Russell on. If all of them tweaking, hopefully Kawhi on. You have people to offset the tweak, G. Because I think it's very important in this situation. You need people to yeah. offset the tweak. You remember that Wiz Khalifa song? The tweak is heavy. Tweak is heavy. My click is ready. My dime is crazy. Don't try to play me. In the playoffs, the tweak going to be very, very heavy. I guess like they to took a dab. And, and by the way... Nene Abanobi, where are you from? I would love to know that. Where in the world are you from? And who gave up too much? And who gave up too much? The Clippers or the 76ers? Um, but all right, cool. Let's go ahead and let's. Is the random talk thing still on here? I don't even know. 
Uh, no, it's not on there. But actually, we could talk about this. All right. So obviously, this is an old banner, but Dame Lillard is now a buck. Now that we've settled into it, and actually, I did watch. I did watch some of. Uh, um, I hope it wasn't a Hawks game. game. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't three points. No, it wasn't. I watched. Um, it was actually the first game that they played in Seven Milwaukee. Six games. Yeah, I watched that game. No, um, so my thoughts about it are um, about Dame being a buck. Um, is that well? I, you know, we'll see. Uh. I believe that they will be successful. I have no doubt in my mind that they will at least make the second round. But in order for them to be a championship-level contender, um, there's still a level of team building and ball movement with that team that needs to develop between them. So when they get that, like, ask me how I feel about them in like February. And then I'll let you know if I think they can win a championship. I still believe that they and the Nuggets are the lone contenders. Nuggets but, are crazy. But but with the but with the I just I just still see little remnants of what they were last year, even in that even in that game For sure. of where of where the ball is just stuck. And For they sure. looking at Giannis like, yo, go give me a bucket. Now, they are blessed enough for Giannis to now turn to Dame Lillard and say, Dame, go get the bucket. And Dame going to go get a bucket. But that's not always going to work in the playoffs. You see how Dame Lillard, how effective he is versus uh, uh, you know, you know, teams with great wing defenders and when they're able to trap him. It, 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 don't, it don't look the same. That's what the Warriors did to him a lot. That's why it didn't always look the same. He never, he didn't play bad, but he wasn't Dame time versus the Warriors like he was when he was playing against everybody else. And I, so I think that still allows his superhuman ability to be tamed. So for me, what I'm looking for from the Bucks is more ball movement, especially in the fourth quarter, more pick and rolls with Middleton and Giannis and Dame off in the corner. So that way he you can either set a back screen for him or you can just get when the defense collapse on Giannis to get Dame an open three or get Middleton an open mid-range shot. Like I actually think that, and this is gonna sound terrible, but I think that in late game situations, the Bucks should play like the Lakers played last year when they had Russ. Because the difference between Russ and Dame is is like no, listen what I'm saying. Because, like, at the end of them games, they will be running, like, the LeBron AD pick and roll. I think not all, not at, not for the whole end of the game. I'm just saying, like, in later moments in the fourth quarter, like, from, like, the six-and-a-half minute on um, – from, like, the six-and-a-half minute until Dame went on that run at the end of the game, the Bucks' offense just looked very stagnant. And it looked like they were just giving Giannis the ball. And it looked like last same. year. Yeah, exactly. So what, I, so what I'm saying is I want to see more Giannis Middleton pick and roll like you saw in the finals versus the Suns, like the Lakers run with AD and LeBron, and then put, and then put Dame – on that weak side, like you have Russ over there, but Dame can actually make that corner three. And if he and and then if he and if that option isn't available, you have the ability to run a screen from whoever's over there with him to get him to pop open for a three. But if you just 
they set it up where Giannis going to get the ball at the top of the key like he always did and go one on four and then just pass it to somebody and then they maybe make a shot, it's going to be the same thing it was last year. So to me, I need to see more Middleton Giannis pick and roll like the Lakers did with Russ, but they just put Russ in the corner because he couldn't fucking shoot. But put Dame in the corner because he can shoot. And now you can't leave Dame, which means that that lane for Giannis, like if you like, like especially even with even if you're going to have Brooke Lopez in the other corner, right? Now you got that space that's open. Like if you got if you got if you got if you got Giannis up here and Middleton up here in this pick and roll, you got you got Dame all the way over here, Brooke Lopez in the corner right there, and then and then Connaughton or whoever you want to put right there in, in theory, that wing until spot. we just in theory, until you know, we just drop and we just do you know what I'm saying though? I get it, and I get it until we just drop and live with Middleton middle ranges. Yeah, but stay but home. That, no, but this, but that, but this is what I'm saying. You can't do that anymore. Why can't you drop? Because if you drop, if you drop coverage, that's that's gonna be an open mid range shot for Middleton. I don't mind but, that. No, and if it's not an open mid range shot, Dame, if if the if 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 we run that offense and we see that they immediately go to drop, Dame come around to the wing and get the ball. It's as easy as that. The and then and now you got to guard Dame Litter on the six. move when he's good moving to his left or his right shooting the, the ball. Only the only thing is again, which is why I said I wonder. Which is why I said one. I wonder if you fix fix one problem. And I didn't think the offense was that big of a problem in the first place because I saw them win the finals. Like I saw what they did when they won the finals. They weren't just giving Giannis the ball and letting them do full back dives. And then somehow Bud was like, fuck it. Give Giannis the ball and do fullback dives. You literally didn't win like that. You literally didn't win like that. So even a take against the Heat, they went up 27 and the Heat went on a 10-0 run. And they, they, they didn't lose the game. It's like the offense just got, again, stagnant. Also, are we sure Dane knows how to play off ball? Are we sure that at, Dame has played 12 years one way? The one way he's played is he usually got the ball. Are we sure Dame Lillard knows how to play off ball? Are we sure? Are we in a situation where it's like, well, if Dame ain't got the ball, he ain't moving. And if Giannis got the ball, he's going to charge the rim and try to kick it out to somebody. And we just going to swing it around till we get a three. Now, granted, I do think the Dame and Giannis pick and roll looks good. Um, um, I saw it work today. It looks good. When they run it, it's good. But again, I'm with you. They have to figure out a way to somehow get some consistent rhythm throughout their offense. Um, and again, just more movement. Because even the way it is now, like, and then, granted, everything I'm saying, you may still win. Because if they didn't go out there and score 40 points, what the fuck we going to do about it? You still may win. Like, you may win doing that shit. You may win. Giannis fullback dive, do a couple pick and rolls. Oh, we ain't got it. Tear Dane, go crazy. It might work. It could, but that's still chancing it more than I would like to chance it. And it's not like Dame is Steph. Like it's not like it's not like he gonna go out there and shoot forty five percent from three. Yeah. So like, but I like what I see. Uh, the Dame having three points game uh, was I didn't granted, I didn't see that whole game, so I'm not even gonna speak on it. But that was like something that was weird to me. Why did you have three points? Three points is crazy, but. Again, the only granted it's obviously only four games of the season, but the only teams that look like what Boston looks great. Well, they look great tonight, but then they had I think they had they like the Clippers. You got to show it to me. Boston looks great, and but the Denver Nuggets look like fucking world beaters. 
I mean, they look like fucking world beaters. Are they not? Yeah, but they even yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but it looks like like once they won the championship and kind of got that off their back, they came in with like a different level of 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 I don't know renewed confidence. Yeah, because they know they can whoop everybody ass. Like they look like and like and, and again, even like the bench. I think the question that you may have had about them was losing Jeff Green and losing you know Bruce Brown. Like how was how I was really had those questions work? about them. But even the way they run the best, like they put Jamal Murray, Reggie Jackson looks reborn. They put Jamal Murray, Reggie Jackson, Braun, Peyton Watson, who 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 to me compares to like a Jared Vanderbilt kind of player. Mm-hmm. Um, and they um run Najee, and they don't miss a step. So they that 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 is a team to me. Granted, super early in the season, that just looks like world beaters right now. But I'll be yeah. super interested to see um how the Clippers look. How the Lakers continue to look, um, yeah, yeah. And the crazy part is Michael Porter Jr. hasn't even really been shooting that well this yeah, year. Yeah, he was balling. In, he's uh, uh, he's on the shooting, game. Yeah, he's on. But, but like compared to what he what he's usually is, he's only shooting thirty eight percent from the three point line right now. So you talk about a guy that like can shoot above forty when he wants to. He's a career forty one point six percent three point shooter. So one, even once he picks it up a little bit more, he's only averaging thirteen points a game right now. So yeah, we'll nah, imagine when crazy. you get to 16. It looks crazy. You know, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but all right, cool. Let's go ahead and let's actually move on and let's talk about the team that everybody wants to talk about. What you think about the Lakers? What do you think about the way they look so far this year? Um, I have not watched a Lakers game, um, but from everybody's impressions, they just look like the same old Lakers. Like the Lakers. Like Austin Reeves doesn't look – Austin Reeves look, looks like people have film on him now. I told you that. What you mean? I was on your side. People say he's gonna be an all star. I said if he is an all star, that's because he plays in LA. That's the Gee, only reason. Because Joe, he's the, Joe for the OB a bottle. That man averaged nine point seven. Points. Yeah, well, wait. What did he bet? He was gonna average what? <laughs> he said he was gonna average six to more than sixteen. He's not averaging more than sixteen. That man gonna average just move fourteen points. He might get traded. Probably not now because Harden is on the Clippers. But he, but he, he might get traded. Um. But they still are missing Jared Vanderbilt tonight. They was also missing Rory. But it's just like, if you, I love LeBron, my favorite player ever, my GOAT. But if you build a team around a 38, 39-year-old superstar, this is some of what you're going to get. They're going to win some games. They might win 47 to 50 games, but I'm not believing um, in them as a, because the level of what LeBron has to do steals so much because that's how they built the team and also how he just wants to play, even tonight. D-Lo going crazy. Braun decides it's winning time for me. <laughs> D-Lo just hit about three threes turning up. Braun's like, no. Nah, D-Lo fuck. had 28-8, two rebounds. Um, played a very good game, 10-14, 5-5 from the free throw line, 3-6 from three. And watch the last two minutes of the game. D-Lo had just one of the biggest reasons of the game. Next possession, Braun dribbled that bitch for fucking 20 seconds and shoot a fucking three on Wendell Carter. Next possession, come down, pick and roll. I think they scored. I don't know. He might have shot another three and missed it. I don't know. AD got the rebound. It's just like that's the way that they're going to play the game of basketball. You're going to have a little funky rhythm. AD sometimes, especially if AD is not – especially if AD isn't. Like tonight, I think he had 18 rebounds. Had a couple offensive – 19 rebounds. Had, had How many was offensive? Probably like four or five? Um, He had two offensive rebounds. Still. The, the Lakers as a team had three for the game. That's terrible. And they were actually out rebounded forty four to forty by the Magic. That's terrible. But still, like if he's especially if if he's not getting it off the glass and getting at least I don't know two to three to four easy buckets a game, or even potential where he can get fouled off those things, 
he's going to have games where he looks funky because, again, he's not he's not the focal point. And you have to get him the ball. Like, you have to get – I, I think that people look at AD and look at his talent and think that they just want him to play like a guard and do 16 crossovers and shoot a fadeaway. That's not him. That's never been him. Granted, he yes, he does have the ability to handle the ball and everything, but he's not Giannis. That's you not do what he good is. dope, but he, they ain't get no damn Donovan Mitchell. Like – that's like that's not what. So you still have to get him involved and get him the ball. When you force feed him the ball, he produces. When you allow him to just, I you think the Nuggets game they had him up there at the top of the key like he Jokic. The fuck you want him to do for there? He's not a great passer. He's not a great shooter. He needs to be at the rim. You have to get him plays going to the rim. Some of that is him being aggressive. Some of that is you putting him in positions to feel the leather. You feel me? Putting him in positions to touch the basketball, feel the basketball, and be comfortable with it, and not expect him to come off cold turkey and just shoot up whatever. But my thoughts about the Lakers, I mean, look, they have some cool pieces. Uh, Gabe Vincent finally had a good game because Gabe Vincent was worried me. I'm like, yo, Gabe Vincent going to be in, gonna be in Guantanamo Bay by January. Um, Cam Reddish is still tricking us with the Andy Edwards video. He plays good defense, but he's still living off the Anthony Edwards video. Christian what video? Is- I ain't never seen this video. Gee, I'm sending it to you. Hold up. I mean, can you pull it up and screen share it? Edwards. No, because we're going to get uh, demonetized okay. the video. So, no. But here you go. I'm going to put it in the uh, chat. They was, in, they, they was all in high school, and this is what he said about that man. Just watch the video. But, yeah, I mean, Christian Wood has looked cool, I guess. He's looked cool, but it'll take more time. And, again, obviously, Jared Vanderbilt still isn't there. He's uh, still hurt. And also, Rui Hachimara didn't play today. So I still want to see them fully get their full team on the court and see how Darvin Ham um, uses these pieces. So that's my thoughts on the Lakers. So I'm confused. This little clip is the reason why – I'm confused. Cam Reddish has been living off potential for about four or five years. And Anthony Ed was somebody who I think we all think is one of the better shooting guards in in, in the um, NBA. When they were in high school, they said, yo, who was the coldest person? Said him. He's just been living off. Like everywhere Cam Reddish goes, we're like, oh, yeah, he going to get some playing time here. He going to be cold. He going to get some playing time here. He gonna, and it just hasn't happened. And we're on year six now. It's like at a certain point, you just may not be that good, brother. I can't argue against it. So, what are your thoughts on the Lakers? My thoughts on the Lakers are um, I didn't believe in them last year, and I don't believe in them this year. Um, as I said numerous times during the offseason, they, they do not scare me. Austin Reeves did not scare me, and I think he's a good player. But he's – If he was in Orlando, we would not care. It's no, because he's playing for the Lakers. I, I think he He can is, hoop, though. I mean, I think he is a he is a star in terms of his gravity, um, on and off the court. But his play does not show that he is a star. And I've said it time and time again. He's not gonna average more than fourteen. That's his ceiling, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like he's a what undrafted guy, right? Yeah, undrafted. Like he's already outlived his potential. He gonna get paid. He playing for the Lakers. Like he got billboards. Like he lit. But with, with all of that considered still, it's just like he's, to me, he's not a starting two guard in the NBA. 
He's a starting two guard. He can start. I don't agree with that. He can start. For a championship team? I just For think a championship that, winning team? Yes, but here's my issue with them. Defensively, their backcourt is just like if you have like you could always pick on one of them defensively. Like I think if he's out there with Drew Holiday, it could work. But you out there with D'Lo. When you put both of them in the backcourt, you put two, I don't want to say non-defenders, but like I saw like every time Mark Harrell Folt saw Austin Reed tonight, he looked like he saw a steak dinner. Every time Jalen Suggs, like they saw a steak dinner. So you put both of them in the backcourt. I think that that's what some people some people's complaints were. But I think D'Lo has been, if anybody's been playing good, I think D'Lo's been playing great over the first couple games. Yeah. I mean, he said he was going to, though. And, and I think D'Lo is a better basketball player than what people give D'Lo credit for being. I think for whatever reason, there's like a narrative about D'Lo out there that's something for me. He can't hoop. He, well, don't say for whatever reason. What you mean? What you mean? Because he was because tw- he tweaked off when he was a kid and did some immature stuff. He tweaked off when he was a kid and, and did some immature. been rocking with him ever since then. He did do some immature when 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 he was a kid. Yes, but there's a reason why he keeps and, and he's been traded around a couple of times. When you get traded around, people use you. Doesn't mean that you can't play. But one, he got paid that hundred forty million dollars because he could play. Um, and two, he's a valuable piece. That's why he keep getting traded. He's a valuable piece to people. Yeah. So. I can't argue that. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to the last topic of the show. Um, I actually have been watching his games religiously. Um, I did not watch the Clippers game yesterday, though. I need to go back and rewatch that. But what are your thoughts so far on Victor Womanyana? I mean, obviously he's been great, but great is strong. He's been good. He's been um good. But again, my main thing with him, I mean, his team, they all have to figure out. First and foremost, the team has to figure out how to play basketball. You are dealing with a whole bunch of young guys. All of them young, and all of them are also trying to get theirs as well. Right? So you're dealing with a whole bunch of young guys that's all trying to get theirs. They had to figure out how to play with him. He has to figure out how to play with them. And also, he's such like a different type of player that it's going to take a lot of trial and error and a lot of you just throwing him out on the court and just seeing what can happen and then reacting to that. And then you can fit your roster based off of what you see from there in the future. But, again, the main thing that um, I've seen from him that I've liked is defensively. Like, which is what I said, even when he got drafted. I think that defensively, like, yeah, the offense is cool. I like it. I'm like enamored by it. It's dope. But I think defensively, he has a chance to be one of the best defensive players we've ever seen. Him and Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren looks great. No, Chet Holmgren too. has seven blocks in a Chet, game. Though. Chet Holmgren, like both of them, both both of those guys, I think have potential as long as they can stay healthy and stay on the court to be some of the best defensive players that we've ever seen. Like ever. So yeah, I can't that's, argue with like, that. Like, like that's my that like that's my thoughts on Wimby. Like again, yes, I think the scoring is great, but I'm more impressed by like Bones Highland drives to the rim, sees Wimby, and it's like, fuck it. I'm not even trying this. Let me just throw some shit to somebody else. Y'all try it. Things like that impressed me more. Like again, I, like I said, the Dallas game when he when he finally stopped fouling and came back in, he made some shots. It was great. But like I said, defensively, it's just is 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 where is where I think he can really plant his flag. Um, and 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 really be extremely generational at. Okay, I'm not upset at that. Uh, to me, um, I agree f- from the perspective of the defense and talking about his defense and how he can't be generational as a defensive player. But to me, I still feel as though he um, 
has not yet truly leveraged his potential offensively. And I tweeted this the other day. Um, I feel that way because of the fact that his teammates seem like they are only passing the or and passing and giving him the ball in spite of him. Like I like the guys, but if I'm Pop, he need to pull Shohan or Shohan, Sohan, all them guys aside and say, "Yo, if you don't want to be out of here by the trade deadline, I suggest you wake up and realize that this kid is gonna get you." And keep you paid in this league for many years to come if you feed him the ball. If you make a concerted effort to give him the ball, he is going to make sure that your family stays fed for generations. If you don't, we are going to send you to another team and you will have to figure it out from there. Because watching them just jack up shots and not the like, that's like some Darius Miles shit. Like, oh, we're not going to pass LeBron the ball. What the fuck is wrong with you? You got to go. Pass him the ball. No one on that team is good enough to not be passing him the ball. And he will literally get open runouts because the thing I like about him is he might not be down there grabbing rebounds, which I'm fine with. Actually, I'm cool with it for – I'm actually cool with that for the first three years of his career because I want him to – grow into his man body before he like gets down there and gets his feet all tangled up with people and is trying to bully for the positioning and all that. Like I'm cool with you being a perimeter player and you getting down there when you trying to recover and you blocking shots. Like I don't need him to give me 20 rebounds a night yet. Five years from now, he should be giving me 15 a night. But right now, no, just block shots. And it's the other thing. He blocks shots and tap it to his teammates and they don't even catch the ball. I'm like, gee. They're probably not used to it yet though. Cause people don't like people like people like you guys like think how most people block shots. Most people block shots to send it out of bounds because like it looks cool and it's a statement. Like very few people do what Bill Russell would do: block a shot but actually tap it to somebody, keep it in bounds, and get the break going. So they probably just that's why I said like they got to figure out how to play with him. He got to figure out how to play with them because it's such a unique thing. Like most people aren't seven five. Most people aren't seven five in transition. You don't see that shit. So like they like don't know how to play with him. He don't know how to play. I with think them. that's. I think that's out. an excuse. If I'm being honest, it's an excuse. It's an excuse because I don't care who it is. Then you have the number one draft pick on your team, and and this is no disrespect at all to Anthony Bennett, but it's not like you drafted Anthony Bennett and everybody's like, who is this guy that the that the Cavaliers just took? Wimby is very well and thoroughly researched and thoroughly wanted. Any team in the league would have took him on their team, period. Give him the ball and get the fuck out the way. And if you lose, y'all been fucking losing. So what? who gives a flying fuck if you lose? Give him the fucking ball and move out the way. But again, that's the issue with younger teams, though. Again, you, again, again you're also dealing with people who probably don't know how to play basketball yet. They actually don't know. I don't want to hear that shit. I really he don't want to hear that. They just give shit. him the ball and like more like again. Yeah, the other guys got a hoop too. Like they trying to get theirs as well. No, which but is no, that you're missing my entire I point. I get your point. My point is if you put Victor Wimbignana in a position to succeed, and he does, you will go down in history with Victor Wimbignana. I but agree. if you spend the entire game saying, oh well. 
yeah, he cold, but I still need to get my shot. You're going to end up in Orlando. I agree. What I'm saying is they don't know how to play basketball yet. It's I not like you're dealing with. Hit that shit, it's man. not like you got a veteran point guard, Cal Lowry, over there orchestrating shit. You don't. They That's all weak. trying to figure out how to play basketball too. That is weak. Like they mind, they 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 mind ain't that basketball developed yet. You have a very very young basketball team. That is weak. I'm just saying. I don't I don't give a damn. That's weak. Just Throw him the ball. He yes it is. He is the number one pick for a reason. Is he not? I hear you, but it's not weak. Now, what are we talking about? It's not weak. You don't think so? Was Darius, uh, uh, Miles, and them not passing LeBron the ball week? I don't think it's that they were not passing him the ball. It's that they hoop stupid. We also have to take into account that they hoop stupidly. Have you watched Ricky Davis's career? Ricky Davis was one rebound away from a triple double, so he shot on his own rim and missed to get a triple double. These are his teammates. They just hooped stupidly. So sure, some of it was like we gonna try to get ours too, but they also hooped stupidly man look all i'm saying is if i'm pop we gonna we gonna we gonna have some Deion sanders level conversation ain't none of y'all coming back on scholarship give him the ball run the run the play give him the ball get out of the way when you catch the ball look up the fucking basketball court he is probably running down, taking seven foot four strides toward the rim. Again, if you throw players. the ball anywhere near the rim, he's going to catch it and he's going to finish it. If you're only looking for your opportunities, you do not belong on this team because Victor does not only look for his own opportunities. So if the star of the team, can be selfless and play within the offense and look to get you all shots. You need to take it upon yourself to rectify that or you will not be a San Antonio spur by the time Christmas comes. Got the time Christmas comes crazy. No, it's not. We don't have time to bullshit. We have a generational level talent. He is a large human being, so you do not know how long or how much time you are going to get with him on any given time, any given season. We don't have time to bullshit. Get y'all shit together or get the fuck out of here. It's bullshit. I'm watching the game and I'm like, yo, like even Sean Elliott, Spurs commentator, he's like, the day that they realize that if they just look up the court, Victor's going to be right there by the rim and they could just throw him the ball will be the day that all these guys will be like, oh, we can be successful. He's like, but they're still not even looking for him. He's like, they're not even looking to pass him the ball off the rebound up the floor. And he's usually up the floor. Again. That is a problem. Again. And they need players. to fix it. I don't want to hear that youth excuse. It's not an excuse. It's a real thing. He is the most hyped basketball player since LeBron James. Stop it. Get that. out of your way and out of your ego. Devin, you got paid. Keldon, you've been on the Olympics. We didn't looked out for you. You got your money. Shohan, you still got to prove yourself. Trey, you still got to prove yourself. We can Everybody be else we on the bench. Because you know what Pop going to say? He going to say, the first time I saw Victor, I was on a, I, 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 I was on a bus. 
driving from Boston to New York. And I watched that footage all the way there and all the way back. So you not going to be the ones to fuck it up. Give him the ball. Like, I, I, I've i said it on happy hour. He's going to be inconsistent. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. But if you are not looking for the most hyped basketball player to be drafted since LeBron James when you catch a rebound, what is wrong with you? It's not like it's not like the guy is 5'4". He's 7'4". Again, like I said. You play, have you ever played? You played with tall people in pickup. What's the first fucking thing you do when, when you get the ball? Like, oh. Go. I'm gonna throw you the ball. Always the first. Not nah, that is not always the first thing you do. Motherfuckers be dribbling like shit. And, and guess what? That's why they be getting cooked. Well, be dribbling like again, like again. I just think you dealing with a bunch of young players who, again, they aren't used to playing with him. They'll get used to it. They'll figure it out. I trust they will. At some who point, don't like Chet though. We all like Chet, bro. Oh. He loves Chet. He was on Chet last year, crazy before Chet got hurt. No, nah, I fuck with Chet. He was on Chet last year, crazy. I fuck with Chet. Chet is dope. I love Chet. He need to put on a little bit of weight, but it'll come as time goes. But Chet's dope. Chet gonna be better than Kevin Garnett. What? For real? He gonna give you like 25, 13 boards, like three blocks a game. That's not better than Kevin. That's not better than Kevin Garnett. You always gotta take it to a different level, G. Why we just but that's not better than Kevin Garnett. So that's what he's gonna average for his for 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 his old career. I mean, he that, he could at least average that for 10 years, 25, 13, he and average three 25, blocks. 13, and three for 10 years. He could Rudy Gobert average like fucking 12 and 12. What that's the fuck? not 25, 13, and two for 10 years, G. Rudy Gobert couldn't throw that's the ball Akeem in the Olajuwon ocean if you numbers, if you set him on a Santa Monica pier. That's Akeem Olajuwon numbers, bro. Okay. Is Akeem better than Kevin Garnett? Yes. Okay, then. What you talking about? Come on, G. All right, man. For All right. real. All right, man. Don't let them win like three championships. I'm going to be talking about that other, that other guy. <laughs> the one that be wearing the Birkenstocks. <laughs> oh, real quick. Last thing. Did you hear KD's comment? Not KD's, but K, K, KG's comments about guys not playing. Oh, he's talking about because Devin Booker took a night nah, off. Oh. No, 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 no. He was, they were talking about Zion. They was like, man, they're going to probably have Zion play 20 minutes on speed. Like, man, what the fuck? I played 19 years with two hard murmurs. I don't want to hear that shit. He said, I played 19 years with two fucking hard murmurs. Can't no doctor tell you that you ain't going to play? Them doctors putting that shit in y'all minds. You the player. You supposed to go out there and play. I don't want to hear that shit. That motherfucker 23. I want to hear Tomasum. 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 He, he ain't uh, healthy. I don't want to hear that shit. I was like, that was hilarious. And then, and then also Paul Pierce was there. We also remember Paul Pierce got stabbed 11 times and played 82 games the same season. <laughs> He got stabbed 11 times that proceeded to play 82 games. Chad Holmgren is going to be way better than Porzingis. Stop it. He better than KP ever was right now. No, no, he's not. Yes, he is. Right now, no, he's not. Yes, he is. Put KP him on is a very good basketball player, bro. Mm. Stop. KP is a very good basketball player. No, no, he's, yeah, very good is right. We just thought he was Dirk, and no, he's not Dirk. No, y'all thought he was Dirk. I didn't well, think people that. People said he was Dirk. I wasn't people. Look, 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 when the guy who drafted him said he wanted number one, I knew it, he was not Dirk and Whiskey. Is Cheddar number one? Hell yeah. I don't know about that. Now, I mean, well, in today's NBA, he on on his team, he would he's the number two. But if he played in if he played on most other teams, he would be the number one. I don't agree with that. 
I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like number one is in like he's going to be the best guy on the team right now, but like going forward, to me, he's their number one player. To me, if you're say Gilgis Alexander, the way we win and the way I build my legacy and I get super, super rich is by making sure Chet is good. Because if Chet good, then we all good. I agree, but I still think Shay is the. Yeah, but but if I'm Shay, it, 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 what does it matter for me? I'm already a star. I'm trying to take it to the next level. The way you do that is by winning. So I need this. I need this man to be as good as good as as good as he could possibly be, and that means that he needs to be better than me. We'll see. But we never. But but this is the thing. If Shea helps Chet become as good or better than him, we're not gonna look at Shea as being a inferior competitor or an inferior teammate. We're gonna look at it as like, damn, Shea, first team All NBA, coming off the hot start, and him and Chet Holmgren went and built a dynasty. And like Chet put up twenty five, thirteen, and three blocks a game, but like Shea was still giving you twenty eight and seven. What do you think about this? Shay, I told y'all that. that oh, book. Gee, Book ain't even played every game this season. Book has not played every game this season. The, I'm still the, going book. The, the best ability is availability for me. I'm going book. The best ability is availability for me. I'm sorry. I can't me agree personally, with that. I, me personally, I'm going, I'm going on book. But we can leave it there. I'm not going book, but whatever. Because I'm getting lightweight, sleepy, and tired. Oh, me too. I got to get up early. Uh, but no, nah, this has been great. Like I said, uh, James Harden is a clipper. It's great for us. We will be there. I will be there. We will see. He will be there, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Until next time, I appreciate all y'all. Hey, man. It's your boy, TPJ. Till we meet again. Peace. I can feel the air up there when I feel so clear. I've been in another gear. Yeah, I've been in another gear. Taking flight, moving fast, going off like a.